Today on the Inside Scoop, we got three massive commitments that will be taking place this weekend on the On3 YouTube page, and I want to talk about it. The three that we got on our channel aren't just any three. They're special because all three entered the commitment weekend with major question marks on where they're going. For those that want to be a part of the action on Saturday and Sunday, here's a look at the times and dates for all of the action. Wide receiver Amari Jefferson, he'll go at Saturday, August 5th at 4.15 Eastern. Then we got the number one safety in America, five-star KJ Bolden, Saturday, August 5th. He'll be the nightcap of the doubleheader. He goes at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And then on Sunday, four-star running back Nathaniel Frazier out of California. He's set to announce at 3 p.m. Eastern. And all of this will take place right here on the On3 YouTube channel. So do me a favor right now, hit subscribe. You're not gonna wanna miss any of these upcoming commitments. Very excited to be hosting these guys and very excited to find out where they're going. All right, let's bring on Director of Recruiting for On3, Chad Simmons. Chad, up first is Amari Jefferson out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. He's the 36th ranked wide receiver in the country and the 208th best player overall. What is the latest intel after he took last-minute visits last week to Tennessee and Alabama? You know, Omaya and Josh, things have really stayed about the same, I would say, the last couple of months. I've heard nothing new since the visits to Tennessee on Friday, Alabama on Saturday, uh, to really change my personal narrative, which has been Bama having a slight edge over Tennessee and then Georgia running up uh, in the third spot really since, you know, early June, early summer, late spring. So I think both schools gave him their final presentation, final pitch, and both were, I think, successful visits for the family. Uh, but right now I've heard nothing to change anything on my end from Bama having that slight edge over Tennessee. Yeah, I know you mentioned Georgia as that third team. Do we think this is more of a two-team race with Georgia kind of sitting way out there in third, or do the dogs have a chance to land Amari Jefferson on Saturday? You know, they still probably have a hat on the table, Josh, but I've been kind of painting the picture that it was Tennessee, Alabama for six to eight weeks, then Georgia kind of on the outside looking in. Again, kind of going back to what I said a second ago, really nothing's changed there. I think Georgia uh, is definitely running a distant third right now behind Alabama and Tennessee. Now, Amari Jefferson has made a commitment, and he did commit to Tennessee, the baseball program. How much will that play into this impending decision on Saturday? It's big. You know, I think at one time he thought he was going all baseball. He's been committed to Tennessee baseball program for two years. So uh, he's been a baseball, football, just a real athlete growing up since childhood. And he loves baseball, loves football. I think he had a, a big sophomore season in football, started to get those kind of power five major SEC offers. And it kind of opened his eyes to kind of, reset and rethink kind of what he wants to do long term and really where he his future is the brightest i think he's now uh definitely examined the baseball programs at alabama georgia and tennessee that will play a role in his decision but i think ultimately he's going to pick the school he think he best fits in from a football perspective but he, he does plan at least to play his freshman year both baseball and football where he ends up mm. 
Yeah, last weekend, Alabama lost five-star wide receiver Perry Thompson. He flipped to Auburn over the weekend, the same weekend that Amari Jefferson was on campus. Do you think this makes Jefferson an even bigger priority for Alabama now? Well, obviously, Bama would love to have both. They're going to keep recruiting Perry Thompson for sure. They're different types of players, different types of receivers. One more outside being Perry Thompson, one being Amari, more of a you know inside, move-around type of guy as an athlete more. Uh, so, obviously, I think when you lose one, you definitely want to capitalize and pick that momentum back up on the recruiting trail and then win a battle. So, uh, from that side of things, that, that aspect, I think it does make Jefferson that much more of a priority. But, again, I think Bama wants to get Thompson back or someone like him in that frame, that skill set to go along if they can get Jefferson as well. Gotcha. So let's say this does continue to trend Alabama's way and he ends up picking the tide. Do you think that him being an in-state target for Tennessee, do you think the Vols go away quietly or is this somebody that they continue to recruit all the way through National Signing Day? I think they'll recruit him. Obviously, the the relationship's there. He's an in-state kid. He's down the road at, in Chattanooga at the Baylor School, a state champion this past year. He's a two-sport guy. Uh, Tennessee's on the upswing in football. He had a great year in baseball last couple of years. So I don't think Tennessee uh, will throw the towel in if they was to lose. But, again, they're battling until the end against Alabama and Georgia until Saturday. Yeah, and we'll find out on Saturday at 4.15 p.m. Eastern. Be here right on the On3 YouTube page to find out where four-star wide receiver Amari Jefferson is going to college. The main event on Saturday is the commitment of five-star safety K.J. Bolden, the number one safety in America and one of the most talked-about recruitments of the summer. Let's bring on director of recruiting for On3, Chad Simmons. Chad, the finalists here are Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, FSU, and Ohio State. But as we get closer and closer, this seems like it has a three-team feel to it. Yeah, I agree with you, Josh. I think Alabama, obviously Ohio State, you know, I've always viewed Bama kind of as that more on the back end of that top five yeah. in this race, really going back to four or five months ago. They got them on the OV, never can count Alabama out. Obviously, Bama is Bama. But then Ohio State, who at one time was viewed, if not the leader, maybe the top two for, you know, multiple consistent months this summer and spring. So that one not hearing near as much about Ohio State the last three, four, five weeks is a little surprising. But like you said, three schools continue uh, to come up and hover around that top spot, and that's Auburn, Florida State, and Georgia. Um, nothing would shock me come Saturday night about these five schools, but right now it seems like Auburn, Florida State, and Georgia have the best chance. Yeah, this is kind of a unique recruitment because generally speaking, when we're 48 hours out, Chad, we either know where the recruit's going or we have a pretty good idea where the recruit's going. And in this case, KJ Bolden, credit to him. He's just done an incredible job of keeping everybody guessing, including college coaches. Do you think that he'll inform even college coaches of his decision before we get to Saturday? You know, based on what I know right now from his camp, I would say no. I think he's going to make those guys all five uh, watch and figure it out at the same time as it happens. Now, I've heard the possibility that he could tell the quote-unquote winning school, you know, maybe a little bit ahead of time that he's going there. But uh, at the same time, I've heard the likelihood of anyone finding out early from a college standpoint 
uh, is likely not to happen. So I do think uh, he plans to take this until 7.30 Eastern time on Saturday and keep everyone uh, in the dark on his decision. Hey, the coaches are going to be just like us. They're going to be tuned into the On3 YouTube channel, waiting to see where KJ Bolton's going. We're all going to be hanging out. So do me a favor right now. Hit that subscribe button. We are going to be on KJ Bolden Commit Watch for the next 48 hours. All right, Chad, heading into this one, it kind of seemed like, well, for much of the offseason, it has seemed like Georgia has been the team to beat. But you reported about three weeks ago that the Knolls were surging. Obviously, Auburn has made a run here. Do you still view the dogs as the odds-on favorite as we're just 48 hours out? Man, Josh, that's a tough one. You know, is there really truly an odds favorite? You know, if we talk about those three schools, Auburn, Florida State, and Georgia, it could be literally 33%, you know, across the board. Because I do think – there's confidence at those three schools, some level of confidence that they can land KJ and do what is needed to make it happen in these final 48 hours come Saturday evening. Now, Georgia very much has been a consistent school in this race going back 18 plus months. You know, they offered him extremely early in the process. He's right down the road, 45 minutes at Buford High School. Georgia still has to be considered as a legit contender. Auburn came on strong in the spring, got them on campus now three times from April into July, and they've been the team that's probably made the biggest move uh, over the last couple of months. And Florida State's been that dream school. He went there early mm -hmm. in the process, been there multiple times in Tallahassee. They've been quietly kind of lurking, consistent uh, back there in the mix. Maybe they were behind Ohio State at one time, maybe Clemson at one time. But they've been in this race longer than Auburn has. And they've been, uh, I, I would say, taking it up a notch maybe the last month, month and a half. Uh, has made this race very interesting. So uh, I think Georgia still is very much a mm. contender. There's been more buzz maybe recently about Auburn and Florida State, but do not count out the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, this would be a big win for anybody that lands K.J. Bolden. But which program would you say needs this commitment more than the others? You know, when you say specifically that word needs, you know, I, I probably go towards Auburn because he okay. was starting brand, basically a brand new program. You know, he's getting in transfer portal guys, trying to recruit his first full class as the Auburn head coach. So, you know, look, if I had to use that one and pick one, which one needs him the most, you know, I think it would be Auburn. Uh, obviously, you know, every program in the country needs the number one players at their position on their roster. So I think he's just as important to Florida State, Alabama, Georgia, or Ohio State. But, but when talking specifically and kind of breaking down the needs and, and who may need him the most as far as an immediate impact guy, it'll probably be Auburn because of the changeover at the head coaching position. All right, Chad, I'll see you right back here on Saturday at 730 for the announcement of KJ Bolden. I'm going to go talk to some of our team side experts right now and kind of get their opinions on what's happening with KJ Bolden. All this commitment talk, it reminds me, I have to let you know, I've officially flipped my commitment to bird dogs. Forget my old stiff pair of khakis that I used to wear. I love my bird dogs, wear them to work every day, got the slacks on right now, but I'll tell you what, I love the shorts for when I go golfing. I picked me up a pair, check these out, they look great, they feel great, and my fiance even told me that my legs look good in these, and she doesn't really compliment me on anything. 
but I bought these for the course and I want you to do something right now. Go to birddogs.com forward slash Josh or enter promo code Josh for a free Bird Dogs Tech hat. Looks great, feels great. You can wear it golfing, tennis, just walking around the city. That's birddogs.com forward slash Josh or promo code Josh for your free Bird Dogs Tech hat with your order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Jeffrey, why does Auburn have a shot to land K.J. Bolden just 48 hours from his decision? Josh, you know, I, th I think there are a lot of reasons. I think it starts with Hugh Freeze at the top. I think it trickles down to Zach Etheridge, uh, Trevon Reed, some of the ports, support staff. These guys have had all hands on deck for this kid. And not only the coaches and, and staff, but, man, some of these commitments like Jalen Crawford, some of the players like Kay and Lee, uh, they're all really close behind the scenes. And Auburn has been certainly working him from every angle, including the commitments, Walker White, Demar uh, Demarcus Riddick, Perry Thompson, all of these guys have been working with KJ, uh, working on KJ, and uh, as well as those coaches and stuff. And, and Hugh Freeze selling that, come make your own legacy. Be different. Be part of this start. Uh, I think we'll uh, think has got Auburn in it for sure. I think it can be Georgia because of the longstanding relationship of Kirby Smart and KJ Bolden. Look, this, this isn't a last weekend deal. This isn't a May deal. Kirby Smart has recruited K.J. Bolden since he was in the ninth grade. I don't even know how many times he has been to Athens as an unofficial visitor to go to games, to go to camps, et cetera, et cetera. He has been to Athens as many times as anyone I can remember uh, in this 2024 cycle. This is a three-year relationship with the head football coach, who is a defensive back coach by, by trade. Obviously, his position, he played at college at Georgia. So if Georgia were to land K.J. Bolden, I think it's because of that long-term relationship of Kirby Smart and K.J. Bolden. I think it's FSU because of what they've done uh, with their program. I think that's resonated a lot with K.J. Obviously, we know Dream School and all that stuff, and that's nice, but I think a lot of it's just the product of what they've done. And I think uh, the addition of Patrick Sertain, who's the lead recruiter, for uh, KJ Bolden, I think that those are some of the factors, and I think he, for me, I think he was looking for a reason to pick FSU when he visited the last two times. I think the one in the summer was the most pivotal one that really seemed to move the needle. So that's that's my reasoning on on FSU. Hypothetically speaking, if KJ Bolden were not to pick Auburn, where do you think he would go? Florida State. I have, you know, we all have our sources, right? And, you know, this guy's hearing one thing. I, I can only tell you what what I've been hearing, Josh. And for me, it's been Auburn and, and Florida State since Saturday. You know, it seems like Florida State is here in Auburn, Florida, uh, Auburn, Florida State. Georgia's here in Georgia and Auburn. Uh, so Auburn has been kind of a constant with with some of these other different schools and publishers and uh, and whatnot. But what I have heard consistently since Saturday was Auburn, Florida State. And what's funny is, you know, you asked me Sunday and I was like, I'm, I'm kind of feeling Auburn. Well, Monday morning, I was kind of feeling Florida State. And then, you know, Tuesday, it's I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of sticking with Florida State for right now. And that actually, you know, Josh, if you had uh, said when, who's going to be the first to put in a prediction, I'm not there yet. But if I were today, if if Shannon Terry said put in a prediction, it would be Florida State. If it's not FSU, and that's a tough one because Georgia has been so emphatically in it but if, if not FSU I would say Auburn just because uh, one they got the last visit he's been there several times 
Um, it's a, it's a, a, a team with an exciting new coach. Um, it certainly is attracted to what they're doing and, and they're and also pretty hot in recruiting. And that affects guys like KJ Bolt when you get other five stars around you. I think the same thing with FSU, but if it's not FSU, I think uh, it would probably be Auburn in a close uh, you know, second place battle. Let's say it's not Georgia in this scenario. Who do you think KJ Bolton picks? Probably two weeks ago, I would have said either Ohio State or Florida State. But right now, going into this thing, I think Auburn's got a lot of momentum. They had him on campus last weekend. They had him on campus with Jaden Perlotti, a teammate of his, who is verbally committed to Georgia in the 2025 class. I think Auburn's done a lot. They've had a lot of momentum here in the last 10 days or so. If this young man doesn't end up at Georgia, in my opinion, he's going to end. This Sunday, August 6th, one of the top players in the country is set to come off the board. The number 45 ranked player in the country, running back Nathaniel Frazier out of Santa Ana, California, will make his announcement live on the On3 YouTube channel. The 5'10", 200-pound back from Modern Day High School in California Narrowed his list down to a top four. Let's bring on director of recruiting for On3, Chad Simmons. Chad, Nate Frazier has a top four that includes Oregon, Georgia, Alabama, and Texas A&M. And heading into this decision, I don't know if I really consider Texas A&M a real contender since he didn't take a visit there during the summer, the final weekend. I think it's down to Oregon, Georgia, and Bama. What's the intel that you're hearing as we get closer and closer to this commitment date? Yeah, no, I would agree with that, Josh. You know, at one time he was looking to get back to College Station that last weekend for the pool party at Texas A&M. Didn't make that. They mm -hmm. started practice there uh, in pads at Modern Day. It kept a lot of guys back home that last weekend. So I do like where you're going with that as far as Alabama, Georgia, Oregon uh, being the main three contenders. And kind of depending on who I talk to, which source is Alabama, Georgia, or Oregon, Georgia. The one consistent there. Uh, is Georgia. I think based on my intel, I hear more about Oregon and Georgia being those final two and the, the biggest competition late in this race for Frazier. Uh, but Alabama did get the official visit, you know, late in June. Uh, they've been very much in play for months with Frazier. So I do think all three schools are finalists. But on my end, it seems to be, to be more Georgia versus Oregon. Chad, is this recruitment trending away from Oregon in a very similar fashion as did Justin Williams, who just committed to Georgia a few weeks ago? Now, he was uh, Oregon lean for much of his recruitment, but then all of a sudden the dogs came in and it was a wrap. Do you have a similar feel on this recruitment? You know, I think Georgia got involved a little bit more uh, earlier with Frazier mm -hmm. than they did Justin Williams. I think it goes back to, I think, I want to say January, February-ish. Uh, things kind of ramped up a little bit with Georgia and Nate Frazier. But Oregon's definitely been in this longer. I don't think Frazier was to the level of interest that Williams was in Oregon, where we thought Williams at one time last fall was on the verge of committing to Dan yeah. Lanning in that program. I don't think Frazier's been to that extent, uh, but I do think Oregon's been in this longer. They've had him on campus more times. Uh, but I do think since that visit Frazier took to Athens uh, early mid-June, uh, multiple days at Georgia, the buzz 
after that trip, when he got back home in California, has been around the Bulldogs being the team to beat. I've heard nothing different to change kind of my narrative. I've kind of uh, laid out there since that visit. Uh, so I do think Georgia's trending. I just don't think maybe they came in as late as they did with Justin Williams and kind of pulled him away at the last minute compared to this Frazier uh, recruitment overall. A little bit longer, I would say. Yeah, what has Alabama done throughout the summer to become a major player to land Frazier? Look, as the recruits say, Alabama's just Alabama. I think one thing they've laid out there is they're playing for him if he chooses them, and that's to be like a Jameer Gibbs, you know, on special teams, flex him out in the slot, throw the ball, run the ball, be a multi-purpose running back uh, to be featured really in all different ways, from a receiver to a rusher to a special teams weapon. So I think that's been very appealing, you know, and obviously Bama's been very productive over the years, and I think that's the number one thing for him and most guys is NFL production. Who can get me to the league? So that about Alabama has definitely played a role in them being a finalist. Yeah, you mentioned some important factors, but what do you think the deciding factor or factors will be for Frazier when he does pick a school? You know, I think one thing for him, you know, he calls himself a people's person. I think he wants to be around people that he feels good around, people that he relates to, people he can have fun with, people that he can call family. Uh, I think that's a very important factor that a lot of times we don't talk about. It's about maybe winning championships, maybe mm -hmm. depth charts, obviously, like I said, NFL production. I think that's probably a close number two, but I think the community feel, the family feel, where he feels he fits in best as a student athlete will play a big role in Frazier's decision. All right, Chad, Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on the On3 YouTube channel. You guys go ahead right now, hit that subscribe button. Chad, which way are you leaning? You know, nothing again has changed from where I've been for really probably a couple of months now. Since that visit to Georgia, it's been Georgia trending on my side, just kind of digging behind the scenes to different people close in that inner circle of Nate Frazier. I'm not sure if he's told any school just, you know, 100% yes, uh, if he's coming or not. Um, as we close in on the decision date. But for me, you know, I've pointed Georgia as the team to beat since early June. And I'll leave it that way for now as we close it on that on that August 6th commitment date. All right, Chad, thank you for setting the table. Will it be Georgia? Will it be Alabama or Oregon on Sunday when four-star running back Nathaniel Frazier announces his decision right here on the On3 YouTube page? Chad Simmons, thanks for stopping by. Yep, thank you. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me. And remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page. July winners. Let's find out who is the big winner of the month because in the month of July, we saw more than 200 high school athletes commit to Power 5 programs. So now it's time to assess who was the biggest winner of the month. Now, remember, we do this every single month. So save me the comments about how winning the month doesn't mean everything. Of course it doesn't mean everything. We're just having some fun. It's not that deep. If you're gonna leave me a comment, leave me a comment on who you think won the month of July. All right, let's get to it. Sam Spiegelman, National Recruiting Analyst. Sam, we're gonna do the top 
three in reverse order. So let's start with Auburn. Now, the Tigers were hot. They had a total of six commitments in the month of July. And one of the biggest reasons they brought in Hugh Freeze is to stockpile talent. And look at what they did. This is a big month of July. They landed five-star wide receiver Perry Thompson. They flipped him from Alabama. They landed five-star linebacker Demarcus Riddick. They flipped him from Georgia. Four-star <laughs> corner Jalen Crawford. Four-star athlete Malcolm Simmons. And four-star linebacker D'Angelo Barber round out the list. I mean, Sam, for Auburn to come in here, you know, they, they started the month of, of July missing on Cam Coleman. Do you think that kind of woke up Hugh Freeze and the Auburn recruiting staff? Uh, I'm sure the staff was very awake before that, but I can tell you it probably awoke the fan base. And listen, this is what Auburn brought in Hugh Freeze for, is Auburn has not been recruiting at the same level um, that it has been for the past half decade or so. And and you can see it. You're, they're, they're recruiting lesser talent in the Southeast. Now they're recruiting at the same level as their rivals, the teams that they're trying to beat on Saturdays during the season, flipping DeMarcus Riddick. They beat out not only Georgia, but they had to beat out their arch rival Alabama for DeMarcus Riddick, one of the best defensive players in the state of Alabama in this 2024 class. And then Auburn has been working on Perry Thompson since the beginning of this new year. This is seven months, eight months in the making. Um, it's a colossal flip to, to flip an in-state blue chipper from your rival team. I think this is what the Auburn fans have been waiting for, and the proof is starting to show in the pudding. Yeah. What do you think was more surprising, the flip of Demarcus Riddick or the flip of Perry Thompson? I don't know if you could say either one is surprising because Auburn, since Hugh Freeze got there, has been working for both. But I think the fact that – listen – it was Auburn versus Alabama for Perry Thompson, but you had Georgia and Alabama both trying to either hold on or keep Demarcus Riddick. Obviously, we know that Georgia supplanted him with a couple of other blue chippers at that position, but this was a guy that Nick Saban and Alabama very much wanted to plug into the middle of their defense for Hugh Freeze and Auburn to come out on top. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, I'm going to go Demarcus Riddick is my biggest surprise for Auburn just because we knew he was going to make that final decision. But there was some, you know, there's a lot of people who much of the offseason thought that the destination would be Alabama. Now, of course, in the weeks leading up to it, Demarcus Riddick was trending heavily to Auburn. But big picture, I don't know. I'm going to maybe go with Demarcus Riddick there. All right, so the Tigers are currently sitting inside the top 15 in the on three industry recruiting rankings. And it wouldn't be a surprise to see them hovering around top 10 by signing day. I'd say that would be a great start for Hugh Freeze and that staff at Auburn. All right, let's move on to the number two ranked team in the month of July, and that's Georgia. Now, Georgia had five commitments in the month, quality over quantity, and that's why the dogs make this list. Uh, let's just get into it. Justin Williams, the number one linebacker in America, commits to Georgia. His teammate, Joseph Jonah Ajanye, four-star defensive lineman out of the state of Texas, he commits. Daniel Calhoun, big-time offensive tackle, another offensive tackle, Nair Daniels. He made his announcement here on the On3 YouTube channel. And then you got four-star offensive tackle, Marquise Easley. Now, Georgia makes the list, Sam, even after losing to Marcus Riddick to Auburn. But Georgia just keeps going. What's the trend that you're seeing with what they're doing in the trenches? Yeah, um, well, I think for, for the most part, um, I mean, who, who does it better than Kirby Smart and, and, you know, Trey Scott on the defensive front and um, Matt Luke on the offensive line front? Um, they, they do this year in and year out. And, and not only do they recruit extremely well in the trenches, they're beating out 
elite competition for these guys. These are guys that are coveted by Oregon and Alabama and, and Texas. These are big, big men with a, a lot of opportunities. Daniel Calhoun was an, was an Alabama legacy, um, still is an Alabama legacy. Justin Williams was leaning toward Oregon for the bulk of his recruitment. Joseph Jonah Ajanye, again, a big lean toward Oklahoma. George is able to come from behind in a lot of these recruitments, especially with the big guys on both sides of the ball. And that's kind of their their MO. And, and Kirby Smart has done it better than any other coach in the country. Probably explains why they're winning so many SEC championships. Yeah, some big wins, especially right there at the top. Justin Williams, Joseph Jonah Ajanye filling major needs for Georgia. I mean, it's hard to imagine that Georgia has major needs, but they did fill them. And, and Georgia is just going to keep rolling. They have been wire to wire so far up until this point number one and i don't know if we're going to see anybody come close to knocking georgia from that number one spot at least in 2024 so we'll see what happens but let's go to the number one team in the month of july that's florida state mike norvell and company were the biggest ranking movers in the country over the past month florida state had 10 commitments now the Knolls started the month get this near 14 not not near they started the month at 14 and they are currently sitting at number five some big july additions start and stop right there at the top with charles lester the five-star corner you, then you got offensive tackle jonathan daniels another big win for the seminoles athlete makai danzi wide receiver elijah moore and edge dd holmes sam let's start at the top right there with charles lester you knew it the whole time right he was going to Florida State. No sweat there from the Colorado Buffaloes. Hey, this was this was Florida State's biggest target. They had a big DB coach this offseason change going from Marcus Woodson to Pat Sertan. And this is why Mike Norvell went out and got one of those Florida high school football legends, an NFL legend, a pedigree. Pat Sertan it deserves a big amount of credit for, for not only maintaining Florida State's momentum, but like you said, Dion wasn't going anywhere. Colorado got him on campus a few days before this decision. Credit Florida State. They made a big jump in the rankings because of recruiting efforts from Mike Norvell and Pat Sertan, like they did with Charles Lester here. Yeah, and good to see Florida State fans have a little bit of patience. I mean, you should have seen them on the message board, Sam. They were ready to get rid of Pat Sertan just four or five months into his mm -hmm. tenure. Then he goes out in the month of July and shuts everybody up by landing their top corner on the board. Then they also get Jonathan Daniels. Now, that was another big win for the Seminoles. Who did they beat out for the one of the top offensive tackles in the state of Florida? Yeah, they ended up beating out Georgia. They beat out Kentucky. And, and for Elijah Moore, that was probably one of the bigger surprises of the month when it comes to Florida State. Yeah. Earlier this summer, he went out and, and named Ohio State you know, his leader. And, and he, we knew that he was going to make a, a summer decision. He was in the midst of a ton of June official visits when he got to Tallahassee. Uh, the rest is history. Mike Norvell and, and Ron Dugans and that staff closed very quickly with one of the best receivers in the country. And you look at, at those key positions, offensive line, defensive backfield, wide receiver. That's why Florida State won the month of July. Yeah, big win for Florida State. Now, they win the month of July last week or last month. It was the Florida Gators. This month, it's the Florida State Seminoles. I think we've been doing this for three or four months now. So if you guys want to go back and check all the past monthly winners go and do that we're also going to continue to do it throughout the cycle so this is just the month of july but sam i'm looking at the month of july and our three two one list of teams auburn georgia and florida state 
are also all the teams that are in it for KJ Bolden, who's making one of the biggest decisions in the month of August. I'm sure it just played itself out like that, but whoever lands KJ is going to have a leg up on the competition for winning the month of August. Sam, you want one last uh, a word on KJ Bolden's recruitment? You want to drop a prediction? Anything? The floor is yours. Yeah, I think that the way we've looked at KJ Bolden's recruitment, a lot of different teams have had their their moment in the sun with the five star plus safety from Buford, Georgia, and for a lot of it, it's been kind of the the in state favorite, Georgia versus the field. Like you said, Georgia is used to recruiting number ones at their position. They've done it routinely under Kirby Smart, and there's a there's plenty of reasons to connect Georgia with KJ Bolden. At this point, though, it, it does feel like the out of state schools, the field essentially, might have the leg up. Listen, I, I, I am going with the field on this one, maybe for purely for odds, but this feels like it might be, you know, bolstering Auburn, maybe bolstering Florida State for, for the month of August. Yeah, we are 48 hours away from KJ Bolden announcing live on the On3 YouTube channel at six at 7.30 Eastern. We'll be doing it right here, so hit that subscribe button now. Nobody knows where KJ Bolden's going. He hasn't informed any coaching staffs yet. We're all going to be tuned in to the On3 YouTube channel at the same time to hear K.J. Bolden announce. And look, whoever K.J. Bolden announces to will have a probably a head start on winning the month of August. So, Sam, thanks for joining us on our July winners. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Josh. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me. And remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.